a lot of the positivity in life we have to create for ourselves. But also knowing that life is a series of ups and downs and the negatives will come and we will get through it. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about achieving your goals and the journey which take us there. With me in the studio today is my co-host and sponsor of the podcast, Annie Hill. Annie is a business owner in Perth. Hi, Lizelle. Lovely to be here with you on another episode, continuing to talk about being out of our comfort zone. Our guest today is Marnie Leishman, Channel 9 Perth resident psychologist. Hello. Welcome, Marnie. It's lovely to have you with us today. Marnie, before we go over the topics, tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day look like as a psychologist. Well, I think if you asked me that a few years ago, it would be very much client interaction. So I'd be one-on-one consultations with people coming to me for a variety of issues and I spend a lot of time consulting them or coaching them to get through those issues and become a better version of themselves. But these days I spend most of my time, I guess, using all that information that I used to do with one-on-one and I bring that into kind of workplaces and groups and schools and do a lot of learning and development. So everything that people would listen to me talk about sitting on a couch in front of me (laughs) is now brought on the stage in front of people and I give everyone the information that I know they actually really need but probably aren't admitting it to it yet. And that's fabulous because it's getting people to realise that there is a new way of thinking or a different way. Exactly, exactly. And how often how they're feeling is perfectly normal given what's going on. But here's a toolkit that you might need now or you might need in the future. And I love seeing you on Channel 9. Uh, <laughs> get all my information from you. And whenever I see you oh, come good. up, I stop and I listen. And what can uh, we learn here? In the past, it was kind of only people that got problems going to a psychologist. Yes. But today, it's more like a fashion trend. I think people will have more of an increasing consciousness about the importance of themselves and how if they're running at their best, a bit like, you know, if you're looking after your physical health you're in your body's performing as it should, you're, you feel healthier, you feel better and you can do the things that you want to do. But we need to do that with our mind as well. So I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm having a bit of trouble here. Or I'm going through a tough spot or I just want to be a, a better version of myself or I want to reach my potential and I don't know everything. So I need some help with that. So I think that's what it's about rather than even mental health issues. But for yeah. me, I believe prevent is better than cure. Oh, definitely. So even if I doesn't have a struggle, I want to know what's happening in that field. How can I make it not exactly. happen or even work on it, even if it's not out there that it's a problem at this stage? Yeah, it's all about prevention. And I think uh, even those people that when I'm in workplaces, you know, the people that are sitting right at the back <laughs> and they're like, I don't need this. Because sometimes when you talk about mental health, people get all a bit, a little bit funny about it, don't they? They're kind of like, I don't know, I, you know. I don't, this has got nothing to do with me, but they're like absorbing it. They're sponging it in and hopefully something that I've said, you know, they can use in a, in a spot of difficulty in the future. And while yeah. mental health is easily spoken about now is a great thing. Yes. I think it's really that area of well-being and yes. understanding the amount of information we're now consuming mm. and how much is going into our teenagers, in our workplace, and it's creating those filters Mm. where you actually choose, like 
you were referring to with nutrition and diet, you, you yes. look at your health and you decide what you're going to consume. Mm. I think we need to decide what we're going to consume in our brain. Oh my gosh, yes. What we're going to throw out of our brain. Exactly, exactly. So what are the techniques that people can do? I think it's that self-awareness, isn't it? Because I think, like you said, I I remember, I don't know who said this, where this quote comes from, but I remember reading something where they're saying the amount that we consume in a day that's fed into our mind is the amount of information that we would have just read in a newspaper like in a year. So it's like constantly we are bombarded by information and often, particularly if it's in the media, or on social media. It's quite negative too. And our brain is just absorbing that and we're becoming totally overwhelmed and probably quite fearful as well. And so I think that overwhelm is creating a lot of kind of chaos in our minds. And I think, first of all, we need to have that self-awareness that, yeah, how we're feeling in response to what we're doing and what's going on in the environment. And if you're feeling like you're overwhelmed or if you're feeling like you can't think or you're feeling like uncertain or a bit scared about the world is allow those emotions to come and validate them and go, yep, that's okay. That's okay. What do I need to do to shift that? Because otherwise you just fuse with it, don't you? And then you become this overwhelmed being, a person who can't think straight or make decisions or you're angry all the time or you're anxious all the time. So I think the first step is always self-awareness, not feeling too good. And then what am I actually doing that could be causing this? And then you've got some choices then after that. So, Marnie, mm. our theme for this podcast is mm. out of your comfort zone. Yes. Tell me. Out of your comfort zone, how does that change our normal routines? If somebody is out of their comfort yeah. zone, how can that affect their normal routines? You know, like when people say get out of your comfort zone, I think people go, <gasps> what are you doing? Ah, it's scary. But I think particularly in the modern world that we live in, we kind of have to. I think we need to start doing it more, in, even though it's incredibly scary and it's like, pushing people into the unknown and into uncertainty. But guess what? We're getting disrupted all the time in life, aren't we? We're constantly, I don't know if you're sick of the word pivot. They've been <laughs> pivot for the last few years where we think we're, we're all comfortable and then suddenly the world demands change or demands us to adapt. So the fact that, yeah, we're being thrusted outside in, out of our comfort zone, I don't think a lot of us like it, but I think it's very necessary and we need to start practicing it more and incorporate it into our daily routine because it actually makes us psychologically stronger. Yes, so you would say as a mum, it's good to let the kids sometimes be out of their comfort zone to grow. Yeah, I think our kids, I think our teens and us adults need to learn mm. from this as well, is that, yeah, we think we're being safe in our comfort zone. And I think our brain will tell us to stay in our comfort zone. But how are you going to reach your goals or your dreams or handle change if you can't handle getting out of your comfort zone? So we need to practice it in, in a safe way, of course. Yeah. <laughs> don't be jumping off things that are too high, but you have to do a bit of risky behaviour, don't you? And really, yeah. yeah, and kind of almost inoculate yourself for future um, disruption. What would be a safe forum? How would you practice these skills of change? You know, I think trying new things. Don't don't be going full on with it because sometimes we can hurt ourselves. <laughs> but I think it is, yeah, trying, you know, learning a language or even things like stretching your brain a little bit and listening to different genres of music or following different thought leaders that you normally don't agree with. Just doing different things, different hobbies, you know, trying to cook different cuisines, you know, even those little things that are quite safe. But we normally go back to what we're comfortable with because it's easier. 
and it's safe and it's known. So do the opposite, but in a safe way. And then gradually inoculate yourself, realize how much you can do, and then try the harder things. I love that example Mm. of different cuisines because you do. The smell and it's really enacting all of your senses by going into a different food. Yes. And if you take that into a different culture, then you can know more about different people. Exactly. And it can be a very small step can have quite a large growth potential. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you look at what we do on a daily basis, like even with our normal day-to-day routines, a lot of it's the same, isn't it? And it's known and we can predict the outcome. So we do the same thing over and over again. But what if someone tells you to do something differently or something tough happens in your life, like yeah, ending a relationship or you've made redundant or the business idea doesn't work or something like that? Yeah, a lot of people fall apart. And naturally we should sometimes because it's a very valid thing to do. But it helps you build resilience and pick yourself up and dust yourself off and, and, and get back on track with your, your goals or your dreams if you've almost practised yes. the change. Yeah. Yes. So, mm. so for me, taking me out of my comfort zone make me grumpy. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not a nice person if yes. I'm really out of my comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. And even if we as people are so used to our morning coffee, mm. By going through and they tell you, I can't give you your coffee today, have a Milo or have a tea, you're going to get people (laughs) grumpy that's out of their comfort zone for something as small as that. But how do we know every time I'm going to be out of my comfort zone, I'm going to be grumpy? Or is there tools and techniques you can give me to manage that because sometimes that out of your comfort zone can really bring out a different personality in you well exactly exactly thing is in that in that moment and you've given some good examples say yeah if I don't don't have your favorite coffee but I'll give you tea you can see people's face like oh my god (laughs) but the wiring's not there because we're habitual creatures aren't we and most of the things we do every day are just by habit and we don't even think about it I think we have to realize that when something different is presented to us automatically the brain perceives it as a threat and an inconvenience and then then that fight or flight response goes on in our nervous system so like you said you get grumpy like you get irritable and angry sometimes or it's the fear response because your brain hasn't got the experience to predict that maybe that's a better option and if you didn't have a good night's sleep oh it go right into the red. <laughs> well, exactly. So you're already on the back foot, aren't you, if you're, mm. if you're not at your best already. So this is the thing is that we have to kind of go acknowledge the fear or acknowledge your emotions because, yeah, your brain is supposed to do that when it's presented with change that's imposed on you. So would you say acknowledge it is literally tell the person behind the counter, I feel so out of my comfort zone now or I I can feel the anger coming up because you do not have coffee today and you want to give me tea. (laughs) And then by just saying it out loud, it's already softened the mood. Yeah, yeah. So I would always acknowledge your emotions because they're there for a reason and your brain will perceive a threat when there's change happening. So just kind of own it. I think. And then in your mind, I think it's really important to take the small steps. So realize that to embrace change, you have to take very small steps and give your brain the experience of what the consequences are. So it can realize that it's not that bad 
Having a tea is not that bad. So once a week we're going to go through the drive-thru and we ask for a tea so we yeah, can exactly. prepare ourselves. Yeah, because your brain is very all or nothing. When the fight or flight response is on, so when your brain is predicting a threat, the fight or flight's on, which is very all or nothing, black and white. Yeah, And that served our ancestors very well back then. But it's, it does the same thing now. So it presents those cognitive shortcuts or those cognitive distortions. And then it's not even giving you a chance to realise that that change could be very positive for you and even better for you at times. So you've got to give it a chance. So small steps is part of that as well. So try new things, take very small steps and realise that what is the worst thing that could happen here? What is the worst thing? Yeah. And often it's not that bad. And I can tell you honestly, when I was totally out of my comfort zone writing my book and so many mornings I will wake up and I'm grumpy because now I had to write again and I don't even enjoy this or I have to spend so much time on something that's not a client and doesn't bring money in in my business and take family time or you always had to sacrifice something so you can't watch your favorite movie or you have to sacrifice social events. And I always had make a decision to be verbal about it. So whoever is with me, if it was my family or my peer, I told them. Yeah. I'm grumpy again yeah, because exactly. I'm doing something I don't want to do. Exactly, exactly. And there are probably a lot of delayed gratifications in that too, isn't it? Because we're an instantly gratified bunch, We like, especially in this modern world. So writing a book, for example, is delaying the gratification. You're leaving almost the benefits for later, When, but then you've got all these other people and all these other demands on you and people that need you in the now. So you're like fighting with all the tasks that people want you to do now, but then there's a big why behind why you would write a book. Yes. And that doesn't come till later, even though it is therapeutic, I'm sure. <laughs> and that's really good that you say that yeah. because one of the few things that helped me push through was to go back to my why yeah. all the time. Yeah. And every time I go on Zoom with my writer mentor and I said to her, I just want to let you know I'm stopped now I'm not going to write the book anymore and she would say to me can you tell me again why you write the book and just by verbalize that to her then I said okay I'll give it another try I'll keep going exactly and that is is looking at the end point too isn't it so when you get out your comfort zone is like why am I doing this what's my end game here what's the carrot yeah and I think it's it's saying that this feeling this feeling of grumpy is not you this is a feeling that you're having because of a situation that you're in yeah. and and going, okay, so I can make change. I can do things yeah. that can shift that mood. So I think, yeah, every single emotion that we have is there for a reason. So you've got to look at it and kind of go, oh, what's this about? Why am I grumpy? What's going on? And then say to yourself, is this something I can do? Can I problem solve this? This emotion is valid. It's telling me something about what's going on at the moment for me, my environment. Can I do something about it? Or can I cognitively interpret it as something, you know, like look at your whys and things like that? Or can I just go do something that shifts how I feel right now? Like put some music on, do some dancing, hang out with my daughters, you know, like I can do something to shift it. I'm still going to be writing the book and I'm still grumpy about that right now, but I'm just going to go do some dancing or go out for dinner and just have a break. That will shift the grumpiness for now. Yes. And so say you're in the workplace, you were yeah. saying that you're, you're meeting with businesses and you're working with groups now. Yes. What are some of those strategies? Are we dancing in the workplace? Are we putting music on? Yes, we are. <laughs> those things I can see happening at home. But Yes. Well, you know, everything that we've even talked about so far is very applicable because even when you're at work, 
there you are as a human being. So often I'm talking to the person behind the professionals in the group. So I'm often telling them that you've got to be mucking around at home, you've got to be physically active as much as you can because that counteracts that fight or flight response. You know, making sure that you look after your nutrition wise, you know, all those sorts of things are going to be helpful at work. But then I'd say, what can you proactively do at work? What can you start doing as a group or a team? What can you start creating? Do you want to have more walking breaks? Do you want, um, you know, even corporate play and humour in the workplace has a lot to do with performance and productivity and reducing pressure now. Those sorts of things. Mindfulness, uh, you know, meditation, they're bringing those sorts of things that we would ordinarily do at home into the workplace now. And I guess Mm. it's those conversations, you know, are you turning up to work on a Monday morning saying, oh, I was out drinking all weekend, yeah. I didn't sleep, yeah. oh, we were partying. What What's acceptable in your yeah. workplace? <laughs> I exactly. hope and predict that the new symbol of wealth is yes. actually going to be sleep. Oh, yes, yes. So previously in some cultures where where you were very big, yeah. that was a sign of wealth because you could afford to eat yes. and you wouldn't yeah, you had exactly. nutrition. Exactly. I hope to be in a workplace where you go, oh, yeah, I had a great weekend. I slept <laughs> till 10 <laughs> o'clock on Sunday. Exactly. I did exactly. This. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're talking about it today, haven't we? Like how sleeping can affect your psyche or lack of sleeping. It massively affects performance. So, yeah, try, I guess communicating to management and leadership teams about how you best work. And if you're a night owl, you're going to, you know, and you have to get up early, that's not going to be very good. You're not going to be at your best in the morning producing work, are you? So let's start incorporating what this person needs, this employee needs to perform at their best. And I think I know how horrible the global pandemic's been, but it's enabled leaders to actually kind of go, yeah, we can be more flexible than we ever thought. We can be adaptable with our employees. So it's almost like I think that's going to happen more and more. Yeah, which is a good thing. So money, self-sabotage. Oh, Yes. It's it's something that pops in so strongly when you're out of your comfort mm. zone. Yes. So what does happen in your brain? Why is that happening? Yes. What yes. do we do with it? Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> self-sabotage is, is usually unconscious. Okay, so often, yeah, what you will find is that you're going along your business, you're chasing your dreams, everything's working, and then you almost unconsciously will stuff something up (laughs) so that that thing stops working or your goal halts. And it's almost like it's a control thing, I think, some of the time, because you're thinking, well, someone else in the environment's going to stuff it up. And it might be something from the past where things have become, you've gone through adversity and it hasn't been in your control. So now you're going to self-sabotage because you're in control. You're going to create the chaos rather than someone else come in and do it. So I think, first of all, is recognising that you do it (laughs) or that there are patterns that actually happen in your life so that you can, the next time there's an urge to stop something or give up or create chaos, (laughs) that you pull yourself up for it and kind of go, no, and then come back to what is the end game here? So literally Mm -hmm. stop and have that conversation with yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then notice what those thoughts are. So again, I think with everything, when we're talking about our well-being and striving for our goals and things like that, it's self-awareness, isn't it? It's know thyself. Yeah. Mm. And then digging a little bit deeper and going, what am I doing here? What are what, what are those tools <laughs> to dig? You know, is there a you put a timer on your 
phone to say, I need to reflect yeah. on today. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, it is. I know there's gratitude diaries, which are, I think are awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think gratitude's really a great thing to do at the end of the day. What are the three things that I'm appreciative of, or thankful for, or grateful for? But what are my wins? Like, I think we should always end our day with what our successes are, aren't they? To show you how far you've come and come up with three different successes. Don't just come up with the same stuff. Same with your gratitudes. Always have three different gratitudes. Don't just go sunsets, long walks on the beach, my family. Yeah. You know, don't say that. You can say that on the first one, but then do ones differently. So you're training your brain to not only look for the good stuff, but acknowledging the good stuff. And that's where confidence comes from too, isn't it? Is acknowledging those past successes. So I work with a lot of young people yes. within McDonald's. Yes. And I know at times they, they'll they say, what were your successes? Mm. They find that so hard. Yeah. yeah. They really struggle to say good things about themselves. Exactly. They say good things about their friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's one of the most difficult responses I get. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What, what tip is there to get that information out of them? Yeah. Yeah. And Annie, it's not even that they had the bad day when you asked them. It's no. not even that they're <laughs> out of their comfort zone. It's just a normal day. This is career and development conversations. Yeah. What have your successes been so far? Yeah, I know. And that yeah. draws a blank. Yeah. It's almost like we're conditioned as well, like you're a bit of a buffhead if you talk about how many successes you have. Don't you think in our culture it's not... Isn't that so sad? Is it an Australian <gasps> thing? <laughs> I think it's Australian. Yeah. 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 It's a, yeah. And I think, you know, whether we're talking about overwhelm or self-sabotage or building confidence or getting out of your comfort zone, I think it's always important to have people around you that are either inspiring you to be a better version of yourself or are there to help you with that. You need your mm. support and your mentors and your team. You need a camaraderie because often they will see the good stuff about you. And, you well, know, I you think will. that's interesting. I think I might change my style and say, who are your cheerleaders? Yeah. And then when they say their mum or yeah. friend, as they do, what did they say what about they say? you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that and might elicit some of it. Because mm. I know with some of my um, coaching clients, I've actually made them sit down and say, what are your 50 successes? And they're just like... <gasps> But then I make them break them up into the smallest things. It could be a certificate they got in pre-primary. You know, like I get them to go their whole timeline, yeah. uh, you know, my first paycheck and break it down. And then once you get them into flow, they start coming. But sometimes you do have to start with what are your family members? What are your friends? What are, you know, what mm. your, you know your, your teammates at work say? So mm. what I've done with my family, especially my girls, yes. when I pick them up at school, I want to know what was the best thing in your yes. day. Yes, That was my first question yes. always. After yes. they tell me what was the best thing, I yes. want to know what was the worst thing in your day. Yes. So yes. I had to bring something out. Yeah. Then we discuss the worst thing of yeah. the day and then I go back. What was your second yeah. best thing? Yeah. Because I never wanted to end my conversation that the rest of the day is just exactly. going to be about the worst thing. Well, exactly. So that I could train them to think about it. Yeah. And sometimes I do it with my husband as well. And yes. he will phone me and say, I'm on my way home. I cannot think of anything worse that happened today <laughs> because I know you're going to ask me. And I will say, you get a few minutes before you reach home, think and found me something yeah, yeah. because I want to know that. Out of that, yes. I found conversation. 
Yes. And Annie, if you go back to that person, every time you see them, they're going to start preparing yeah. that question for you. Yeah. So, yes, great changing the way you ask it. But also coming to work, they're not going to just look out of the window. They can think, okay, if Annie is there, she's going <laughs> to ask me, so what can I think of? Yeah. So training the yeah. brain, exactly. what you say. Exactly, exactly. Think about like in households of an evening, most of it will be grumbling about the day because I think, you know, as human beings, we have a negativity bias. So we will hone in on all the worst things that have possibly happened. And then we come home and we complain about it, don't we? When most of the day probably went quite well. Yes. So, and I think it's great that we normalise and talk about the range of things that can happen of a day so that you don't want to just avoid all the terrible things that happen because that's... You got to normalise it, don't you? Because it happens. You don't want your kids to be in shock as an adult if something bad happens and then they can't cope. Yeah. So you're supposed to talk about that, but we have to almost draw out the positives. Yes, and we as human beings mm. stay with that negative. Yes. And that is a conversation I had to teach my girls. Yeah. I said, this was a beautiful day. One small thing happened that's yes. negative, and now the rest of our evening yeah. is on that small thing. Exactly. Let's talk it out. Yeah. That's what happened. That's the outcome, yeah. and that's where how it could have done better. But yeah. then I want to go back to what was the great thing exactly. about it. Yeah. And I found that, that every time they retell the story, they start with the negative one. <laughs> Whatever that episode yeah. was, the negative one become the main yes. subject. Highlight of the day. Yeah. talk about. <laughs> and that's just us as human beings. It is, it is. And it, and it probably prepared our ancestors very well, didn't it? Is that, yeah, there was a lion prowling the campsite today. So let's talk about that nonstop so we can predict and prepare so that we all survive can make for a, a miserable conversation of an evening if that's all we talk about and we don't talk about you know the, the, the butterflies and the waterfalls as well yes. we want the lions but we want <laughs> we want to talk about the other stuff so that we can feel good because we're in the modern world now we're not all about survival we you know we can be here to self-actualize now but ancestors weren't doing that but we can we can have an enjoyable life so we've got to balance it out yes. balance it out yeah and it's that conscious living it's conscious living, yeah, yeah, knowing that there's positive things in life and we need to hone in on them, but also we need to create a lot of that too. So we need to be in a space to create that for ourselves. It's not always positive and joy and wonder is not going to find us sitting on the couch, is it? So a lot of the positivity in life we have to create for ourselves, but also knowing that life is a series of ups and downs and the negatives will come and we will get through it. In my book, I even shared this, but unexpected, I had a big change in life, mm. which was quite dramatic, and that was to immigrate to Australia. Mm. You think it's packing your bags, <laughs> arrive at another country, how difficult can it be? Yes. It was huge. Oh, it would have been massive. So for mm. everyone out there listening to us today that went through that same period in their lives, what is there for them to do? I always say... It honestly felt if a piece of my heart was ripped mm. out mm. and I was finding myself in a new place, which was beautiful and great, yes. much better ever yeah. that you can imagine. But it was such a big thing for me yes. and my mindset 
to heal that pain of what was ripped out of you. Yeah. What do you advise on that? But it is. It's a, it is like literally a whole new world, isn't it? It's culture shock, isn't it? And obviously you moved because you had, you know, a big reason for doing that to better your life. But then, yeah, your brain is wired for your past. I think in that moment, it's terribly uncomfortable. Like you're like uncomfortable. Yeah, on so many levels. And your brain hasn't quite adapted yet to the newness. It hasn't got the neural connections yet. But how funny mm. it is. I'm in this beautiful world. Yeah. Everything around me is beautiful. Yeah. But inside of me, I had this huge struggle. Well, exactly, exactly. But it takes time, doesn't it? So I think first and foremost, you've got to realise that those new neural connections need to actually be created because you're wired for your past, aren't you? So now you're here and it's like, it takes time. So I think you've got to have that self-awareness. How am I feeling? This is perfectly normal. I'm outside my comfort zone. This is normal. It's normal to feel fearful and uncertain and and want to go back to what I was doing before because that's how I'm wired but you've got to trust again come back to your why and go why am I here what is my end game and I need to sit outside of my comfort zone which will be fearful but there's endless possibilities that I had predicted so it's not run away just sit in the uncomfortableness for now get the support that I possibly can and tread the the water of fear and uncertainty for a little bit but realize that this is because that's what personal growth feels like doesn't it it's uncomfortable and out of your comfort zone totally but this is where when we're outside of our comfort zone this is when good stuff happens but it's not until you get through it so you've got to trust and and it is those neuro connections and changes because it's not that long ago we believed that they were set yes yeah. And we're now talking about the growth mindset yeah. and how to change the wiring yeah. of the brain. Exactly. And it's in the doing, isn't it? And our behaviours, it's not waiting for the connections for that to happen. It's actually doing the behaviours that can actually, yeah, through neuroplasticity, change how we're wired. But it came, didn't it? Like, But it took time. And you want to scramble back to what you know. And yeah, but you've got to sit in it and then push through. And then, yeah, you can feel the growth happening after a while. And you perfectly say that time. Mm. Thinking back today, it's a joyride. Yes. Yeah. This, this didn't want anything different in my life, yeah. but I had to go through that stage. And I think it was also lost of people, mm. people in your life. Oh, yeah. And with the time zone, you think, yeah. oh, how tricky can it be? We Zoom, we call, yeah. we FaceTime, yeah. but suddenly, the time zone was there and suddenly that people was there, but they wasn't there. No, and it drops off, doesn't it? But as, as those people drop off and I guess you're feeling the loss and grieving that, there's newness happening as well because you're stepping in to the, a new phase, aren't you? And then start meeting people. There's more room for, for newness and then the neural connections happen and that becomes more normal and that's, you know, yesterday, isn't it? You've got to kind of lean into it. For people that went through the same situation by immigrating, will you Mm. say, give it time? Yes. Yeah. Give it time and and, and keep going back to, you know, you obviously have stepped into moving countries or moving locations of some sort, but you've done that for a reason. So what is the why? Mm. And get yourself excited about your future. I think visualising is, you know, massive for doing that, is that you visualise. The reason you're you're doing this is because you visualised a better life. So keep coming back to that. And I think creating new routines, changing and adding rather than taking away. You might have 
had a coffee, as we were saying, on your drive to work, you can still do that, but stop at a different place each time or a twist on the new normal. Yeah. I think everyone needs to be doing it now because everything's moving so quick. You look at exponentially like how tech's moving and people are not keeping up with it. So I think we have to practice doing lots of new things in our life and being curious. And like I said, you know, learn new languages, try different cuisines, read books from authors you don't like, you know, (laughs) like purposefully try new stuff so that when someone comes along and makes you change or makes you do something different, you're not all resistant Yep. So I think, yeah, that's what we need to all be doing, have so to be I, flexible. I think we can start at home because we all yes. got our place at the table. Yes. Change them around. Change them around. My one daughter will not sit down and eat if somebody sits on her place. <laughs> <laughs> so literally yes. by changing it, changing the desk around yes. in the office. Exactly. It is so safe, but it throws you out. Well, exactly. So yeah, little things like that. You're moving things around, you know, going, you're taking your dog on different walks, you know, in different areas, you know, listen to different channels, watch different types of genres of movies and things like that. Just practice. So Mani, you gave us a lot of great information today and it was so good to be honest to say, do happen. Yes. We can prepare ourselves and we have to deal with it because Mm. through uncomfortableness come growth. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. When everything's all shiny and happy and wonderful and, and, you know, successful all the time, like you often don't grow as much then. It's through the difficult stuff, but we shouldn't avoid it. Diversity is certainly something that will help you grow and you will come across adversity. Exactly. And it will feel uncomfortable at the time. We're all stronger than we think we are at the time because of the negative emotions take over, but realise that you can get through. So I'm definitely going to challenge my clients every week to do something different out Mm. of their comfort zone and I'm going to check in with them the the next week so I can grow them and help them because I know when it do happen, we have prepared because that's why we have you here today Mm. is to say, help us, how can we prepare ourselves to be ready for that time. That's great. Thanks for that idea. No worries. So, Moni, if you can leave us today with your favourite phrase, what will that be? If she thought she could, she did it. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I believe in you. Developing personal excellence for life is what I stand for. And therefore, RAH McDonald's is proud to sponsor this podcast. We are more than Maccas. If you would like to purchase a copy of my new book, Lazelle, you can find the link in the description. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life.